Hello everyone, welcome to the Joker Dolphin Game Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hello everybody. And Nathan's on tour today. I am. Yeah. Dol- dolphin on tour, not dolphins. Where have you disappeared to exactly? I'm in... Where Where am I? Lisa, where are we? <laughs> That's not very Cottingham. Sure, is it? <laughs> That's it, but I'm in Cottingham. Cottingham. About an hour away from Sheffield, so... Okay. And how are you feeling today? Awful. Delicate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a bit, yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, we went to Meltdown yesterday. And, um, Meltdown Bar in Sheffield, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's closing um, this month, so we thought we'd at least get one last go in. Yep. Um, I think it'd be nice for us to go on the last night, if, if time allows. But I, saying that, I don't know if my liver can take it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I had a few drinks there. To say the least. Just, you, just uh, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anyone drink quite like it. To be honest, it was <laughs> mad. It I'm was always pushing the boundaries, mad. Mark. Yeah. Oh, even Austin's like can't believe it. I thought we were a baby. <laughs> okay, shall we move on to the news then? Let's do it. Right, should we kick off with? Oh, it's finally happened. It's over. Only took him nearly two yeah. years. So, following the CMA's decision to reverse its blockage of the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard, um, it's now official. The seventy billion dollar deal is now done. Microsoft now owns Activision Blizzard King, so we can yes. shut up about it from now on. It's been dragging on for was it eighteen months? Is it? Although it feels yeah, much longer. It, like it, it does. It, it feels like eighteen years. Never mind eighteen months. Yeah, and and there never goes a podcast recently that we've not spoken about it. We, honestly, it's the most widely covered topic we've ever had. Uh, do, do you know what? I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the will we won't they? <laughs> I'm not. It... Are we? <laughs> um, head of Xbox, big lad Phil Spencer, uh, said the following on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, today is a good day to play. We officially welcome. Activision Blizzard King to Team Xbox together will create stories and experiences that bring players together in a culture empowering everyone to do their best work and celebrate diverse perspectives. There you know. Very corporate. Yeah, corporate jargon. As always. So this now means that some IPs that uh, that are now owned by Xbox include Call of Duty, as we've we've heard endlessly about, uh, World of Warcraft, StarCraft, Overwatch, Candy Crush. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, who I think for many people always considered them a PlayStation icon. Uh, Guitar Hero, I think you might yeah. like that, Matt. See if it comes with that. Yeah, well, and for me personally, a revival. Yeah, me personally, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Let's see that back. But That's it. Of, of course, there's others as well. And it's expected that some of their games will now appear on Game Pass from next year. What's your thoughts on the deal as a whole? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, it makes the xbox a lot more enticing mm. Mm. um but is it good for the industry i think it is in a way because okay. old bobby won't be running anymore well and this I is i was gonna come on to this more than i do bobby kotek so yes and you'd like to think that with the rps that they've got their hands on they'll they'll do right by it and, and maybe even push the envelope a bit, because I was thinking what well, it could potentially do, and it'd be absolutely massive if they put World of Warcraft on Game Pass. 
just and console, you know, so it moves off just being kind of a PC only game. Mm. I mean, I don't know how they do it logistically in terms of like, because it's a subscription based game, but something that they could work towards. Maybe. But you did mention Bobby Kotick there, Activision CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has it is confirmed. I think he sent an internal memo around that he will be leaving at the end of the year, and I think we can all agree, good riddance to bad rubbish. That's it. He's got his golden parachute. He's off now. Yeah, it's a shame he's going to go away with so much money, annoyingly. But at least we don't yeah. have to see the sight of the little goblin again. But until the end, he does look like a goblin. Well, he does. So he makes yeah. his own company and maybe. Well, oh, oh, can you imagine? But. Until the end of the year, he will now report to Phil Spencer to aid in the transition period. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. I think that there, there is always that transition. And it is probably good that it has a proper handover. Even though if it was us, we'd kick Bobby out the door tomorrow. Yes. Or even yesterday, now. if <laughs> yeah. we could. I said it have been gone a long time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what, what are you guys looking forward to then? Like, or what do you think is going to come from this? Don't think I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Mm. I don't uh, think it's... a lot of exclusives is what I see in the future. Yeah, I still don't understand. Yeah, yeah I don't still don't understand people wondering why if things are going to remain exclusive or not. But of course, they're going to be exclusive. You don't spend this amount of money on things to then not put them yeah, exclusive. Yeah, sixty-seven billion stock chump change, is it? So yeah. it's the same when they did when they bought Bethesda. It's like, oh, is Elder Scrolls Six coming to it? PlayStation. It's like, hang on, Starfield's just. Xbox exclusive. Of course, Elder Scrolls is going to be exclusive. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's going to be the same with these. these. I don't know. Are they going to continue hoovering other things up, though? That's my way. Are we going to go through this process again? Well, that's it. Like, are they going to stop here? Or. Because this is going to keep raising more concerns if they keep buying other. Well, there'll come a point where they won't be able to buy anymore. Well, because they've already owned them all. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, like, this deal had already hit a snag on kind of like, is this good for the industry already anyway? And it took a while for them to sort of get this one over the line. I I feel like the next one is where it's gonna it's gonna be probably contested a little bit more. This this is where they put the deal in for the Nintendo. Vicious, I, I would say. Well, but this is it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like this. This is either going to be like the the stopping point, or it's just going to cause a bit of a ripple effect through the industry of like you know I could see Sony start snapping yeah. up some big yeah. ones like like Capcom. I could I could easily see Capcom more. going over to Sony at some point. And then that um, all sorry, but that all, that if that was a thing, that would also raise the question of if they get denied buying I don't know Capcom for example. Square Enix, whatever. Yeah. Then it raised the question of, oh, how could you allow them to buy them? But you won't allow us to buy them. Well, that's it, yeah. So uh, that, that'll, that'll raise it. And plus, like, um, Sony's not got the cloud, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Might as as Microsoft does uh, to be able to sort of compete on that level. So i think a lot of it's going to be a, a, a way and see game isn't it like what are microsoft gonna gonna start doing the the positives that i see at least in like in the short term i can see sort of like you know phil spencer looking at something like 
or at least looking at you know IPs for Activision and Blizzard. So like maybe example of Watch Two, you start looking like really sort of focusing in on them. Be like, look, it's not gone so well so far, but you know Overwatch is a big IP brand name, and you know they they have a big share in the esports market. You know if we can sort of turn this around, get it refocused, balance things out, make you know, start listening to what, you know, the fans kind of want and start implementing this kind of stuff. Definitely see on that terms be like, okay, stuff that wasn't doing so well could start having like a big impact again. Probably my biggest thing is I, I, I actually want Microsoft to start splitting some of these smaller studios that got like absorbed by the Call of Duty machine and be like, mm. look, you guys did this. You did it really well. We want you to kind of focus on this again. Like, I want to see a new Tony Hawk. I want to see a new Spyro. I want to see a new Crash Bandicoot. I know we got four, but they could easily move on to, well, obviously five and stuff. And just start start milking that IP cow that they've got now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but the Call of Duty machine is still going to rumble though. on, isn't it? It will. The oh, Call of yeah. Duty will. But I think the there will be a, a maybe a bigger emphasis on on quality, hopefully. Money, I think you mean. Well, it is a money <laughs> machine. Let's let's maximum money, minimum effort. Um, that's it. Modern gaming. Well, that's one thing. I'm like, what what will Call of Duty look like under Microsoft? Like, what what changes would you like to see for Call of Duty that you think Microsoft would would potentially implement? Not yearly. It's not yearly. I mean, I know it's that's. I mean, the the Activision almost got there, and then they were like, "Actually, no, we can make a new game out of this." Well, yeah, DLC that we're gonna do. I think we're gonna see Crash Bandicoot in Warzone. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, I think that might be right. It wouldn't shock me now. Spyro. Tony Hawk in Warzone. A bipedal Spyro shooting a bloody RPG. (laughs) Then um, I think that might be it. I think it's gonna gonna happen. <laughs> that's it. I mean, we've had we've had like Nicki Minaj, for example. So yeah. it won't be totally out of the realms of possibility. I know, but like, she's a human. I don't want I don't want a dragon. Tony Hawk's a human. I mean, I'd, I'd love <laughs> to see Tony, Tony Hawk in it. I mean, could you see his like, um, oh, what what do they call it? The uh, like the insta kill animations. He just like whips out a skateboard and does like a. 360 no-scope profit or something. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the end of that one, then. We'll see what the future beholds with that. Should we move on to the other side? The dark side? Uh, if that's what you want to call them. <laughs> Bringing back the console wars. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So, PlayStation. They made an announcement. Mm. We've got a new console. Sort of. Kind of. The new PS5 Slim? Is that what we're calling it? Does it actually have an official name? I think so, yeah. I think it was called Slim. Apparently, this is reduced in volume by 30% of the original size and uh, reduced in weight by 18% and 24%, depending on which model you've got. So the disc version or the discless version. Uh, But if you buy the digital edition, you can later buy the disc drive separately uh, at an alarming 100 pound oh okay. here in the uk one thing that's a slight improvement is that the storage is up 
to one terabyte, when it was previously yeah. 825 gig. So not a massive jump, but a bit of an increase. I, I do wonder I mean, how they can not... It's half a Call of Duty game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how the original couldn't have just had one terabyte. Yeah. I think quite I think at the time when the PS5 first came out, those NVMe drives were expensive. So you can see maybe that's why they cut the cost there to get the price point that they wanted at that time. But, I mean, it's good that we've got more storage. Yeah, though. I suppose so. So the prices of this new version here in the UK, uh, with the disk drive, it will now be £479.99. Be was that the British launch, the launch price for the original, I think? No, wasn't that about right. 500 Or was it £450? It's 500 oh, I think it was about 500 Is it? Uh, oh, yeah. Right. And the digital edition will be £389.99. The digital edition is now more expensive. This is where things get a bit dicey with it. So it comes with a horizontal stand. Have you seen this thing? Yes. It's like a little... Is it a kickstand that's on the console? I can't quite tell. It, it looks or is like it a plastic it, yeah. clip? So, I, got it. I, got the... I think it's like a clip. But then they said a vertical stand is sold separately at a price of £25. I'm sorry, but I find that beyond ridiculous. Yeah, the original, for a bit the original plastic. One, yeah, the original one came with a stand so that you could turn either way. So you can vertical or horizontal. What is this about? That's not very customer friendly, is it? Not really, no. Yeah. Is this is this Jim Ryan's final be. insult? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've put PS Plus I get that extra and now, quid. Maybe um, they'd be more eco-minded in not shipping with all the consoles so you can just sell them as you need them. Not about, it's not about getting money at all. No, of course not. Nope. Of course not. Um, but this will also come with a choice of console cover colours, as we've come to expect from PS5 there. But they're actually separated into into four segments now, the uh, the covers, oh, rather I... than two. Yeah, so you know, it's got the line on it there. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's top and bottom. So the top is a glossy finish, the bottom is a matte finish. But the variety of colours that you can get are an all-matte black one. Ooh. Sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, then, of course, remember the Deep Earth collection. So you had the Volcanic oh, Red, Cobalt yeah. Blue and Sterling Silver, you could get them. And they will be 45 British pounds. But I'm guessing with the four segments, you can mix and match a bit more. So you can have four different colours yeah, if you wanted. That's what I was thinking, yeah. You, you could do, you... like, the lab thing, so you can customise them. You know, yeah. like what yeah, Xbox do with the controller. That'd be cool. Well, get a different colour for each one. So you're forking out 200 quid there. Just each, each panel is a different. <laughs> so the new PS5 model will launch in November in the US, but he said it will launch elsewhere in the following months. So is that not going to be ready in time for Christmas? I thought that was the point. I thought that was the point of this. Yeah, I thought that was the point of this to be ready for the holiday season. Mm. Now that is the last slap in the face from Jim Ryan. Not hooking us up with it earlier. But once this current, once the current PS5 model has sold out, this will then become the standard. What do we think of the design of it? I like it. I think it looks sleek. Mm, I, I think I just, I still prefer to look at the original PS5. I don't think it looks a massive difference, to be honest. I, I, I think, think, I think, I think it's the slim's slightly a little more angly. 
yeah, it's slightly it's less more like the, the middle sort of black part um, it seems a bit more ang- got more angles to it. It's not as curved. Yeah, the um, yeah, that's one thing I don't like about the disc version. That it's it's kind of a bit more bulbous, you know, where the drive is. That's one negative I've got against it. But one positive though is that we now get two USB Cs on the front of it, so that's a slight difference there. I've seen like side by sides, and it's like it doesn't look. It's it's not a massive size difference. So I don't. Is it not? No. No, I don't under, really understand what the point of it is because the specs are the same. Well, I think it's because it's slims have always been a little thinner. Um, I always thought when when they made slim consoles in the past, it was made with more kind of recycled parts to it. So it was always kind of when it came out, it was always cheaper than sort of the original model when it initially came out. I know this one is going to be slightly, but I always thought it's going to be a bit a bit more than that. But I also thought I, I always thought slims were never really a improvement on the original. Yeah. It, it so seems I always like wondered always kind, of kind of like Yeah. I always wondered like, well if you've got the original, like definitely when I when I saw with the PS3, like okay, you, you there's a PS3 slim, but then you lose the backwards capability that the original had as well. So plus I thought it looked uglier, to be honest. I thought the PS3 slim didn't look as nice. But, yeah. I liked the slim. Um, I didn't like the super slim though. Do you know the one with like the um, disc tray that you could open up manually, like slide it across? That were a bit weird. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's just like I, I thought. I thought we were going to set up, uh, precedents from from last generation where we we finally had like we had an upgraded version of that generation. We like we we never really had like the slim as per se. So I thought maybe okay we'll continue on maybe we'll get the PS you know PS5 Pro we'll get the Xbox Series Super X or whatever they want to call it XL. Series Z XL yeah I suppose <laughs> um, well I mean Xbox haven't come out with their slim edition as of yet so but if you've got a PS5 there's no reason to buy this I mean no. if you haven't well you want a much choice once the original sold out anyway you'll have to buy it as well well yeah. So. <laughs> There you have it. There you go. Have that to fill your stocking this Christmas. And so, do you remember Unity and all that craziness that happened? Oh, yep. well, shall I remind you? Stuff. Yes. So, yes, if you don't let's remember, have a quick recap. Yeah. So, game development tool Unity announced they plan to apply charging fees uh, based on the number of game installs past a certain threshold. Uh, this obviously led to widespread criticism across the gaming world. Uh, and then subsequently, they then decided to modify those fees uh, slightly due to the backlash. But in the end, it's still crap, basically. But pretty much, trust was eroded with the company now. I think it's safe to say that. And it has now been announced that the CEO of Unity, John Richitello, has now resigned following the fallout of this. Well, should I say he's retired. On his statement, it says uh, John Vichitello will try to retire as president, chief executive officer, chairman, and a member of the company's board of directors, effective immediately. James M. Whitehurst has been appointed interim chief executive officer, president, and a member of the board. Roloff Botha, the lead independent director of the Unity board, has been appointed chairman. Mr. Vichitello will continue to advise Unity to ensure a smooth transition. Now, this guy's got previous, this is John Vichitello. So he was uh, he used to work at EA, 
and he there's recorded footage of him saying that he believes in the first person shooter you should pay to reload your gun which is yes he did he did actually say that so that's the kind of mindset he has yeah so it's probably good that he's not there and that explains a lot about this Um, but it it has been noted that he might just be a scapegoat in all this because apparently a lot of the decision making with this was from the board as well and I think yeah. they're, they're doing this thing where they're getting rid of him to make it look like they're doing something. But actually, the board members are still there, still doing bad things. And uh, <laughs> apparently this um, Roloff Bothera isn't someone to trust either. I mean, it's, it's good he's not there anymore. I mean, I hear there's a job at Activision going. Oh. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he could go there. Last place he needs to go. <laughs> yeah. It would have surprised me if he did turn up there. And then Bobby goes there. These are switch roles. That's it, swap deal. Yeah. And then eventually we'll have to pay to load guns. You can't. Yeah. Well, so I still don't think this is this is going to help things though, because if you were a developer now, would you ever trust Unity at this point? Probably not. They've kind of lost a lot of the faith that yeah. they had it's in what they initially did now. with the um, pricing structure. I mean, it's good that they've kind of gone back on it, but. Obviously, as you've said, the uh, well, the bad apples are still there. Well, they haven't gone back on it. They've just slightly changed it. It's still not great. Why is the game industry like this? Why I can't think we just have nice things? It's industry, to be honest. No, Mark. You know we're not allowed nice things. Uh, true. It does seem that way. It just makes me sad. And something we love so much. And it's just the people in charge just seem to be utterly, utterly foul people. Well, it's business, isn't it? End of day, we're, we're we're just consumers. Yes, but come on, do better. It's not going to happen. We mate. should be expecting more wishing. from these people. Fine. There's one Ooh. thing that I want to talk about. Go on. So, the EA Sports FC 24. I'm sick of saying that. I just want to call it FIFA. Just say EAFC. EAFC. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> they've, they've yeah, fixed what? the issue that me and Matt was having, where we couldn't sack the member of the coaching team because it crashed the game. So oh, yeah. they've updated it and they've got a slew of um, other fixes that they put through, but that one is fixed and it works. I've been able to sack my old coach. <laughs> you just bought them all. <laughs> they will sack everybody. <laughs> just got to test That's this theory. It. Couldn't do it before. I can now. It's all gone. But uh, yeah, that's good. I just wanted to mention that. Jolly good. <laughs> oh, have you heard... Um... Uh, president of the IOC has announced that they're launching like an esports Olympics. That they think, well, they've created a committee for it, Ooh. so it might be a proper esports Olympics. No, anyway, so rather than having push. it part of the Olympics, have like a separate, like a, its own thing. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Because it could obviously it could have its own like not TV channel, but time slots so that you can tune in and watch it and obviously they'll stream it and hey you never know we could line up for team gb one day <laughs> so boys we'd, we'd start start getting that training practicing That's but, it. Then, but the, he said uh what was it he said now he said it's, it, they're still going to maintain like the the ideals of the olympic movement they said oh game developers have been very conscientious towards us and they've they've changed shooting at people to targets now I don't know what game or anything he was referring to, but that's nice. he said something like that. 
Several games done that. Because <laughs> there was, I think they ha- they have dabbled in this sort of thing before, haven't they? Because they did that thing where they put Gran Turismo. Uh, yeah, they had, the, they had, a, they had a, like Japan one was it? Yeah, so they, I think they were testing the water or some things, but now they've set up a, like a proper committee to look mm-hmm. into creating a proper event. I mean, they'll they'll probably release the game as well of like, do you know the games like Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, but you can play the actual Olympic Games maybe. Or do you reckon that'd be too? I mean, much? they already do that for profit, so. That, I think that'd be a bit too on the nose. But I don't think they would do it as like, oh, you can play the Olympic Games at the Olympic Games. <laughs> do you know I, I do think I do think it's gonna be like more simulation kind of games, which is why I can understand Gran Turismo. Yeah. The real driving simulator. What else would we have? Um, EA FC, um, maybe. Can't think what else there'd be. Mm, I'm just trying to think. Like, I, I could see a potential first-person shooter one if it was based on kind of targets and stuff. Yeah. Do you know, like, oh, the rewards, you know, for um, quick uh, eye coordination and, um, I suppose trigger reflexes to like you know, shoot targets or stuff yeah you know what point blank <laughs> yeah which is that, that would be perfect that would be perfect for a get me in on it that's it because i'm a master of point blank i'm not very good at many games but i'm good at point blank that's it we have we have it's a gb representative for point yeah. blank. <laughs> yeah. i did want to pick out one one piece of news that i did actually see over the last week um that i thought was in an interesting use of AI that we've, I think, if done if done correctly, I think, and respectfully, I think I could see some like this uh, kind of going forward, maybe in the games industry. So we know that Phantom Liberty came out recently for Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 20, yep, 2077. Um, has transformed the game entirely. Um, some people will argue for the better. Um, I've not given it a go yet. I've heard a lot of positive things about the changes. Hmm. Well, I've not, I've not played it myself yet. Wow, shocked. Because I am worried, because I've, I've platinumed it. It's just like, is it, is it going to ruin my save now? <laughs> ruin just what take your platinum away. You yeah, because well, like, they, they advised on there, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. They advised. Uh, to start, like, a new game yeah. for I'm it. Just like, like, Jesus. It's like, that's my platinum a joke to you. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so basically what what's seemed to have happened is that there was this uh, this Polish voice actor. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know whether to attempt it or not. I might just leave it just as kind of out of respect. Go on, give it a go. It's what I would have wanted. So the thing is, Milagost Chizek. Chizek? Chizek. I'll just Chizek. watch Chizek. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go with that. So um, he was the Polish language voice uh, for the character Victor Vector, who I think is one of the, um, I suppose, cyberware doctors that fits fits you yeah. stuff. He, you meet him pretty early on, I believe, if um, if I recall the, the character who is. But unfortunately, he did pass away back in uh, back in 2021. So apparently, see. See the project ready, sort of figuring out. Okay, what can we do? Because we're gonna get. He's gonna have extra voice lines in the DLC. How do we want to go about this? And they, they essentially, they liked uh, his performance so much 
that they wanted to go with the option of essentially taking his uh, his voice and essentially going through it through um, one of the AI generators to be able to sort of generate his voice and essentially replicate lines throughout his voice um, rather than going with another act, well, another actor. Um, so they asked his, his family if they could have permission to do that. They granted that. So I've not actually heard the performance myself, but from, I mean, from the sounds of it, I mean, if the DLC is done pretty well, then I can only assume maybe people haven't caught on about it yet, maybe. And maybe it's just done, it's done a good job of being able to sort of, I suppose, mimic the the real actor, which I think on, I think on this basis, I think is is a potential nice way of doing it. Um, if it does sound natural. Now, I've not, again, like I said, I've not played it, I've not heard any recordings of what they've done. But, you know, we keep on we keep on bringing up the, the topic of AI in the games industry, how it can be used and such. And I think, it, at least on this basis, I think it's actually quite a fair usage of it to, I suppose, honour a fallen colleague in the, in the industry. And I suppose to say that, like, you know, we they loved his performance so well. We just we needed to sort of be able to sort of almost keep it in a way. But like I said, I think on a case by case basis, that's fine. Just hope he doesn't get too out of hand at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I like that they got permission. I think that's that's probably the best bit. Like they asked. Oh yeah. They said yes. I think if they said no. They would have been respectful and go okay. Well, that's the option's gone. I hope his family got something from it. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I'm sure they did. We'll just look through. So, well, yeah. I mean, I hope they did. Apparently, his sons were very supportive of the idea of using the AI technology to mimic um, his voice. So, I think probably Cyberpunk is also one of the few occasions where you could actually that kind of makes sense from a thematic point of view. AI. Yeah, yeah. I suppose true. If you want to look at it that way. Hmm. Well, then, well, at least that's that's a nice thing, shall we say? Yeah, you know? it's carrying on his legacy we'll, we'll in a way. Yeah, so. keep his legacy away. We'll say we do it; it honors him. So, yeah. So, shall we end there, chaps? Yep, I think that's it for today. Yep. So, sweet. thank you as always. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release weekly on Tuesdays now. Uh, you can visit. Yeah, uh, you can visit our website at chokingdolphin.com. Uh, please follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter, slash X, at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. ta See you later.